0: Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm so glad you joined me today. This is going to be a great time. I always like to be with you in your home, at work, in your car, wherever you're at, just sharing what Jesus is doing in my life. Now, what's Jesus doing in your life? If you don't know you need to find out because he wants to be at work in you all the time every day he wants to be your friend so why don't you let him and ask him what do you want to do in my life today what do you want to accomplish through me you are his hands his feet and his mouth extended be a great representative of jesus and the only way you're going to do that is by spending time with him and asking him what his desires are As his desires come into your life and you begin to live those desires out, guess what? Your life gets better. It gets more hopeful. Well, today I want to introduce a friend of mine who is filled with hope. And her life has at times been hopeless, but she kept hope in God and saw her way through with God's help. Mandy Owen. Thank you for being my guest today.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be here. It's such a privilege uh, to be with you and this team, so thank you.
0: Yes. Well, Mandy's here because she has a story to tell. She wrote a book. I love books. And this book is where the dirt road leads. It's a powerful book. I actually read this book in one setting, which I don't normally do. I just took uh, most of a day. Somebody told me that it's from my journey from sorrow to joy. That if you start this book you won't want to put it down and that was one of these books so i would encourage you you can order this off amazon it's uh, where the dirt road leads but i wouldn't just order one i'd order about five and give them to my friends give them to loved ones give them to someone who is in crisis and needs hope because man it's powerful so what was the inspiration for this book
1: well, you know, my story—it's um, it, just—it's a—it's a book written about some experiences I had in my early life, and some really dark days um, of abuse and and trauma that I had to go through. Um, and a few years ago, the Lord just laid on my heart that I needed to to write this book, and I really didn't want to, um, but mm-hmm. the Lord pushed me into a corner, thinking that I needed to write my so, story. So, why didn't you want to? Um, I think I was past that stage. I was past mm-hmm. the the. I'd already forgiven the people that had hurt me in my life, and truly forgiven. Like like I was truly healed, and I did not experience any need to try to rehash some of that stuff. Right. And so, and I had a career, and I just felt like it was going to take a lot of time and investment to do it, and I didn't feel like I would get a lot of return in that, and I I didn't think I needed it. But the Lord showed me that it wasn't for me; it was right. for everybody else.
0: Right, and and. If you are involved in trauma yourself, or you have been the product of childhood trauma or abuse, you may say, what was that about? Well, it's about growing beyond it with God's help and sharing it and allowing God to do something big with you. You know, Mandy, my story was different than yours, but there were elements of it that I did understand. I was sexually abused as a child. And when I was in Pakistan two years ago, uh, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to speak uh dr marilyn hickey is my mentor and i called her i said marilyn i don't have a sermon and there's 300,000 people going to be here she goes i forgot to tell you this john she said when you have that many people that big of a crowd don't prepare just be that's good like okay that's good she goes don't prepare just just get up there and whatever holy spirit drops in your heart That's what you're going to share. That's good. So I didn't know what I was going to share. I remember being on the platform, looking out all these people, like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I get up and start talking about being sexually abused as a kid. That is the last thing I thought I would talk about. If you had told me even five years before that you'll be publicly sharing this. No, I'm not. Uh, But I saw such freedom and thousands of people that night because i was obedient to share Mm -hmm. and that's what this book is about uh you're willing to use your pain to gain other people's freedom yes so have you, have you begun to, get to experience that since this book has come out?
1: Oh, so much so. I mean, even this week um, at our, one of our home groups we had, I had three different people come up to me about my book um, and talk about their husband or a male figure. It wasn't even about a female figure that had been abused and they just started talking about it, hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and for me, the freedom of releasing uh, my story and the freedom of saying it doesn't control me anymore, right. um, it, it has allowed me, first of all, complete freedom Freedom, but also the ability to help other people on their journey to freedom
0: right well that's that's incredible and I'm so glad you wrote this book Thank and you. we talked about the next two you're needing to write <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea this is where the dirt road leads where does that go to pavement or concrete <laughs> and then that road's gonna lead to she said streets of gold Amen. so hopefully there will be at least two more books uh, from Mandy because she's a great author you did a great job Uh, Christine O'Dell was a a guest of mine not long ago. She is a publisher of Eight Owls Publishing. She worked with you on this book. So it's really exciting to have friends that Mm -hmm. are authors and publishers, and God is doing some neat things in the world. Let's just shift a little bit. We are going through a pandemic where I believe now we're in what is called an endemic. Uh, We're tapering off. Uh, with the Omicron, it's not as serious. I mean, it's still serious. What is the main thing you have learned or God has done in your life through this pandemic? It's historic.
1: What? Um, well, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of fear that comes with the pandemic. So your initial response is to watch the news and to keep up on track and to, you have this little fear that kind of wants to creep in. But honestly, the Lord has really, in my heart, has assured me that He is in control of everything. I declare every day that that God is at my right hand. I mm-hmm. shall not be shaken. Um, I I feel like I have more power. I'm actually excited about what's coming. I know that sounds strange to some, but I feel God moving in the midst of all this. He's getting rid of all of the non-essential, the junk, and He's bringing us back into our our churches and our core groups and our people and back to where we were, um, maybe, maybe when we were kids where our true Mm -hmm. beliefs were, you know, and he's pulling people back to their belief system. Um, and I feel like there's going to be an outpouring of miracles. And I feel like there's gonna be an outpouring of the Holy spirit on people in a way they've never felt before. So my hope has increased.
0: Yeah. Mine too. Mm -hmm. I, uh, wholeheartedly believe we're in for the best days we've ever had. We're not going back to how it was. Um, and if you, If you feel like I can't wait to get back to the way it was, well, I feel a little sad for you because we're not gonna go back to the way it was. Too many things have changed and shifted. Mindsets have shifted. Teachers tell me kids have shifted. Uh, They've been basically two years unschooled. They're having to be re-socialized. So much has changed uh, in business, in uh, homes, in life, in churches, in government. And so we look forward to what God is doing. Now, Mandy, I used to be a person who was a consummate watcher of the news. And you said, you know, when when fear comes, we want to watch the Mm -hmm. news more. And Mm so for the last four months, and I would have thought nearly someone in leadership of anything would be silly to do this, but I have not watched any media whatsoever. No news. I don't know what's going on in the world unless somebody will mention it in a conversation. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And um, I used to be the person that would be telling everybody what's going on. And I'd be like, how did they not know that? Well, they probably weren't watching the news and they were probably more content that I was. Yeah. And I'm finding that the more I stay away from the news and media, the more calm my spirit is. And Holy Spirit's letting me know what I need to pray. Do you have that experience? Yes.
1: And you also the things that people are hyperactive about. The Holy Spirit's not laying on our heart. I mean, right. so we're seeing the real picture and not this distorted manipulation. Right. Yes, yes.
0: So I, I like that. And I know you're a person who flows with prophetic gifting. And uh, prophetic gifting is hearing from God. Uh, you, not ESP. It's not magic. It's hearing God's voice and knowing God's voice and then sharing what God is saying. Uh, Mandy, you, when did you realize that you were prophetic in nature?
1: Um, I don't think I realized that I was the word prophetic until my 40s and maybe even more so as I became under people that were strong in that. And I started seeing that what some of the giftings I had matched some of the things that they had. But as a child even, I would have dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot. The Lord spoke to me for years and years and years through dreams. I just didn't know it was Him. I thought everybody had dreams. I thought everybody, and they do. I mean, if you're having dreams, pay attention to your dreams because God does speak to you through that. Um, But I just thought that was normal. I want to say something
0: about dreams. mm -hmm. Dreams are visions at night and visions are dreams in the daytime. They're they're really the same thing. And and what she's saying is if you have dreams that you remember, because you dream every night. Yeah. Uh several hours. People dream. Science tells us that. But if you remember your dream, it's a message from God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would, I like to keep a notepad near and just write down if I remember a dream because I could forget it in 10 yeah. minutes when I wake up.
1: I have a whole pad full of dreams and I go back through them um, uh, every few months and it amazes me. Oh, that, and I always pray over them. The The, the God does not give you dreams for entertainment purposes. Right. If he's given you a dream, it is for you to intercede and pray over, over right. a subject, but I will pray over them and I'll move on and um, I'll go back and look at some of my dreams. And I'm like, oh, that happened mm-hmm. or, oh, this happened. So Um, some of you that have that insight of you kind of feel like the Lord is speaking to you, but you think you might be crazy. You're not crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Lean into that, lean into that a lot. Um, And I know I keep hearing um, the word Rizelle or the word Rachel. And I just want to speak to whoever Rachel or Rizelle is that the dreams that you have are real. And I'm going to encourage you to dig into your, the word of God and start praying daily and reading your word of God daily. Because as you build friendships, Friendship with the Holy spirit. And as you build friendship in the word, then those, the, the revelations will come to you and it will help you through whatever season you're in.
0: Wow. How do you like that, Rachel or Rizal? Um, it's a powerful word of wisdom for your life. So thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. Mandy, um, in your life. When we look at this book, I want to talk a little bit about the book where the dirt road leads that you need to order several copies from Amazon, give out to your friends and loved ones, especially if they're in trauma or they've been in trauma or abuse or going through abuse right now. What would you say? You were a a wife and a mother in a very abusive relationship. There were drugs involved, violence. Uh, It was a very unsafe situation. How did you keep your sanity? How did you protect your children?
1: So you know um, when you're in a situation of abuse, um, especially about someone that you love dearly, someone that you feel like that the Lord has put you with, that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, um, you become very you internalize it to where everything becomes your fault. Uh, the fact that there's no money in the house, the fact that there is that you're being you know abused um, at night or whatever the problems are, it becomes your fault, and you internalize it, and you really don't keep your sanity. I'll be honest with you. You kind of go into crazy mode um, and you do things that aren't naturally you. Um, and, you know, and one of the the hardest things for me during that season, I was married um, for over 10 years to someone that was very, very abusive. And it was because of his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an, a, a very bad addict. And I ended up following some of those addictive tendencies trying to make my marriage work. And I think somebody needs to hear that too. I, would, I changed who I was. To try to make my marriage right. work, and it totally destroyed.
0: It backfired Oh, horribly! You lose
1: I lost myself. I didn't know who I was, and I didn't help my marriage in any way, shape, or form. And my the worst part of it was my kids had to walk that road with me. My kids were a part of that. Um, they were a part of that abuse cycle. Now, although my my husband didn't physically abuse them, they saw all of the abuse around mm-hmm. us. Um, they they didn't have money. They they struggled financially. You know, they they felt all. All of the trauma in the household because of what I and he were going through, um, and that piece of it was harder for me to carry, and, and the guilt of that was harder for me to let go of years later. Um, so, during, I'm going to encourage if anybody's in that season, first of all, don't try to, to fix him and don't try to change that situation, but do dig into your word of God. Keep your mm-hmm. keep your your spiritual man strong. Pray, read your Bible, and do everything you can to protect your children from right. seeing that. And the Lord will honor you. There's a story that I, I write about in my book, and I, I feel like somebody might need to hear this too. It was about my grandmother, um, and my grandmother also was in a, an abusive situation. And she took care of six kids, and you know she would have never left my grandfather or anything. Those things that she she was committed to that marriage, even though it was not always the best, and she. Walked one day to um, the grocery store that was several miles away to get food for her family, and they didn't have a lot of money. And there was this windstorm that came up, a horrible like sandstorm that came all around her. And she took her dress and she opened up and she wrapped her kids mm. in the dress. It's
0: like a mama chicken. Yes, and <laughs> okay, she protected
1: yeah. them as much as she can. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. And um, you know, it, you may not be able to leave the storm. You may be in the midst of the storm. Mm. But wrap your arms around your kids with, with your dress with, mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit through prayer and meditation through God, renewing your mind, and they will be protected. They You may have some scars from that season, right. but they, they will be protected and they'll come through it and they'll they'll be devoted to you. I
0: want to talk about a term that we don't hear a lot in church, but I, I feel like we need to explore it is trauma bonds. Yeah. Trauma bonds happen when there is abuse. It could be emotional abuse, physical abuse, any type of abuse or trauma that happens in a relationship and then it's usually followed up by something really nice yeah a re- really sweet or a gift a, a sweet apology i'm going to change i'm going to go to therapy now mm-hmm. or let's be intimate let's be, get really close yeah and it's nearly like a clock like it starts up here really nice and then it starts getting bad and you're like oh no it's coming it's coming yeah. and then down here the abuse and then you build back to and it becomes this vicious cycle, and it's called a trauma bond. And I just yeah. want to speak uh, some breaking to trauma bonds, because as long as you're trauma bonded to someone, you're not going to improve. It's hard to improve. You're going to stay stuck. And even if your spouse doesn't want help, talk to someone. Yeah. To, uh, find a counselor, find a pastor, talk to a family member. Get it outside your home. if it because usually trauma is a secret abuse is usually secretive people are ashamed it's shame based how can I tell anybody I'm telling you tell somebody even if your culture says you deserve it or you have to live in this you don't Mm -hmm. you don't Uh, Jesus is with you and he wants you to tell at least someone so they can pray with you Mm -hmm. and believe with you for heaven's best
1: yeah
0: you did um finally get your life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God God came through in a big way. Yeah. And tell us what you do now.
1: So I am a uh, president of a multimillion dollar company that oversees properties and real estate throughout the state of Texas. Um, You know, uh, we manage all different types of assets. Right.
0: It's an exciting job. And, uh, I'm her pastor. Not only do I get to be friends with Mandy and her family, I mean, she's incredible with this book and her job and her career, what she does. She serves on our prophetic council. Uh, so she'll tell me things that, you know, that they'll share things with me that are not privy to everybody else. But she shared a raise she just received mm-hmm. and a bonus she re- just received. And I was thinking, that's more than I made in my first year of pastoring. Just the bonus and just the salary. God does some incredible things in your life. Why do you think that's happening now? Because you came from uh, it was I, trash.
1: I lived in I lived <laughs> in squalor. Yeah, uh, we lived in a at one point with my with my husband in the middle of that. We lived in a trailer that had a hole in the floor. <laughs> I mean, it we my girls and I when we finally left were homeless for a while. So when I say that we had nothing, I mean that we had nothing. We literally would like ration the toilet paper, wow. you know. So um, it it was dire for a long time. But at that season um i knew that god loved me i didn't have faith in myself but i knew that I had, I had faith that god had the ability to help me and um and i cried out to him and i asked him i said i will serve you i will i will change my the way that i'm at i will separate into uh, wholeness with you and I started walking that road. Now, people want things to happen instantly. And mm-hmm. for some people, they do. For me, it didn't. For oh. me, it was a road that I had to walk down, uh, and it was one step at a time. Sometimes it was two steps forward, one step back, but I kept going and I kept moving. And to me, my story, the whole nexus of my story is don't quit moving. Right, you right. you have to move. You can't, it's like they say when you're in a traumatic situation of war and turmoil, that the people that keep moving survive. Right. It's the same way for emotional uh, trauma. If you keep moving, you'll survive. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't kept- Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. <laughs> I just kept moving. And God gave me an opportunity after opportunity as far as the job. And that job turned into another job, and then blessings and so forth. And I I believe that...
0: Well, there's one aspect of the story I do want to address. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's in here. Your grandfather sexually abused you. Yeah. And that's a very hurtful thing, but it's it's really... Unfortunately, across cultures, a normal thing. Yeah. Because uh, grandchildren, children are seen as property by people. Yeah. You're an extension of me. I got to do whatever I want to with you. And that is so far from the truth. We are all God's children. We're all individuals. And if you're watching this and you are abusing a child, your child, someone else's child, you're abusing God's child. Yes. And God is not happy with this. So I would say stop immediately, apologize just stop. You had to, as an adult, forgive your grandfather. I did. So I want to talk about forgiveness and how hard was that?
1: You know, uh, the Lord, it was very hard. I'm not going to I'm not going to say it. the lar- Because you were
0: ostracized. Yes. I was ostracized you, by my family. Once you talked yes, about it.
1: Yeah. They didn't believe me. They believed my grandfather. And I had to like tell his, my my dad, thank you. All the fathers out there that you have children or you have seen things and you don't know what to do, um, support your children. My dad supported me during this season. And my dad and my, our, my immediate family was ostracized from the, my grandfather and the, the, the main family, because they didn't want to acknowledge some of the things he did. Right. Now, my grandfather came to me in private later and apologized, but he would never admitted it to anybody else. Um, and in my heart, I knew that he was plagued by demons. I mean, he he had some issues and sin, mm-hmm. and I felt sorry for him. I mean, somehow the Lord showed me that there was a problem. So I, I speak to any abuser as well, um, that if you're going through this, that, that don't carry that shame, but go get help. Go talk to somebody that can help you. And I know that's hard, um, but once you release it with your mouth and you speak it, then the power is broken over you and the Lord can start helping you. As long as you keep it inside, it's hard to, to move forward. Um, but you know, that is where, um, the healing started for me for forgiveness is when I I just did not want to carry that pain. I saw people that were in their forties and fifties that were still playing the victim and still angry at the people that hurt them when they were children. And I was in my early twenties, but I recognized that in some people that I knew and I did not want to be in my 50s and angry or hurt or not forgiving people. I wanted to be free of it. Right. And so I knew the only way to, to freedom was through forgiveness. And so I went to the altar and I prayed and one layer of forgiveness would come off. But there was probably a thousand layers <laughs> of forgiveness I had to go through. So, you know, when next time the trigger was was in, you know, released and I was upset again and I had to go through it all again, I went to the altar again. And I was like, God, I, I just want you to forgive I want you to help me to forgive. I don't know how, I don't know what to do, but I need you to help me to forgive. And another layer would be pulled off. And and I just kept doing that until one day I didn't need to anymore. Mm, you know? That's
0: good. You'll know.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, forgiveness is really about you. Yes. Uh, yes. we get confused and we think if I forgive someone, that means it's okay what you did to me. Yes. No. no you don't no. forget, do you? No. You were able to write about it yeah, vividly. No. You no. don't forget. You forgive so that you are able to move on and release them. Because I had to deal with unforgiveness in my life. And I thought by withholding forgiveness, I was punishing them. Yeah. They didn't care. No. They were living their no. life. And i just thinking, why is he still so angry? Yeah. And so forgiveness was about me. Releasing me to be able to live the best life God Absolutely. has called me to live. So Absolutely. I I concur with you. I see that you have truly forgiven. I have and I have. released it, mm-hmm. and now you are a person that's very forgiving of other people and mm-hmm. help other people walk into forgiveness.
1: Yeah, I, I don't carry judgment on people or lifestyles. I mean, I've seen it. I know that how the enemy you know plays on people, and you know even the abusers, um, you know most of them have had trauma in their life, um, right. and they need help as well um and and for the people walking through that, it's not your fault um it is uh, it, it's the enemy uh that has manipulated these people into into this system and so I just encourage you uh not to take not to internalize it and feel like it's you it's not you right. um and the, and you deserve freedom as well so um one quote that I heard and I write about it in my book is too is that Um, I don't, I I believe freedom and I believe forgiveness comes from the Holy Spirit, from God. Mm -hmm. But they said that the starting of that is when we um, feel like we give up the hope that it could have been different. I think sometimes we can't forgive because we wanted it to be different. Mm -hmm. And when we realize this is my life, this is what's happened to me. Now, how do I move forward and how do I I use this to empower me? Then that helps you to forgive.
0: Right. Yeah. Unmet expectations are disastrous. Yes. Even yes. expectations, yeah, they can be healthy, but you don't know what's going to happen from yeah. day to day. Yeah. Uh, we don't even have promise of tomorrow. So to speculate of what your life needs to be in 10 years or 20 years, yeah. and yeah. it's not going to be that. I can guarantee whatever your guaranteed will be in 20 years, things are going to look different yeah. because life happens. And God takes us on different trips than we assumed yeah. and he's I've learned this about God he's more interested in my growth than my comfort
1: oh I guess
0: yeah so my comfort <laughs> would keep me doing what I'm doing always the same as long as I'm happy and he he inter, interferes with my comfort and says John you like what you're doing I love it oh okay well let's try this now yeah, yeah. and go a different direction yeah. to stretch me to use me in a different sphere so I see God has done that yeah. in your life you Really, you, I like how you said, I don't judge people in any lifestyle because you were really in the lifestyle of drugs.
1: Yes, yeah, very so, much so. So
0: there could have been people in your life, oh, she's just a drug addict.
1: Mm-hmm. They Probably did. were. They did. <laughs> yeah. I was I was totally... Um... I was looked down upon. I looked like I, people would judge me, like I was a scum of the earth. My family thought they were better than me. They she'll never make anything of herself. They used to ridicule ridicule my dad for helping me. And my dad, during the process of healing, and during the the, the many years it took me to kind of regain my life, um, my dad, I would get upset about those people. Mm, they would sure. upset me, and I would cry, and I'd be like, "It's not worth it." It's, I mean, I'm never going to get out of this situation of, of debt and poverty and those things. And, and my dad would always tell me quitting is not an option right. you do not quit and one day you will will thumb your nose at everybody that ever ridiculed you now i don't thumb my nose no, at them don't. i don't but i but your i could but i could if i wanted <laughs> your to. life does yes. you don't have to do it yes you and, know and
0: i would say the best way you know some people are bent on revenge yeah no. to say i'm going to get back at the person who hurt me if you're a revengeful person the best revenge and the health healthiest of revenge live your best life amen <laughs> just let it speak for itself yes. And if they want to get hurt over it, they can. And then you realize I don't need to tell them anything. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't need to prove anything. I just need to be who God's called me to be, and that's a beautiful life. And and as I see where the dirt road leads for you, it led to a place of wholeness. Yeah. And healing yeah. for you and your family. Right now, let's talk about uh, your oldest daughter, Kaylee. Tell us where she's at. No, she's my
1: middle daughter. Oh, she's the middle. That's she's right. She's middle daughter. That's yeah, right. but I'm extremely uh, proud of Kaylee. Uh, she is in uh, Czech Republic right now. She's missionary. She's working with children and moms um, in the in Czech Republic, and will be there uh, for. She's gonna be there for about a year. So, uh-huh. so yeah. she's. So and my, she wants to stay longer too. too. Oh, are, are she, either yeah, yeah, or either there or somewhere it? else, yeah. but she's I'm already not looking. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So my wife and I are talking about going with you and your husband mm-hmm. to uh, Prague and visit her and visit the churches there. So that's exciting. So your life, because you were able with God to move from sorrow to joy, you're seeing your children already beginning to make strides, and yeah. and you know, our kids aren't perfect. No, and. Uh, because no, we're not perfect. No,
1: they're not. Um, and that is a really important piece. I'm so glad you brought that up because as we are struggling through the healing process of, of our life, and maybe you're not able to remove yourself from that abusive situation. Maybe that's the lifestyle that you're in right now and you're worried about your children. I am here to encourage you based on just what what you as a mom or you as a father, you know, do to your what you feed into your children, the words you speak over them, the declarations that you say to them, and the life that you exist. Example to them will change their their course. Uh-huh. Um, it may not be the same course you have. They will go a completely different course and go further than you, uh, based on what you lay out for them. Um, Kaylee and um, and uh, well, all my children love the Lord. They they truly love the Lord. Um, but somehow, Kaylee, when she was young, she just held on to it like her like that was her lifeboat um, because of things that that we we taught her, and it has. I exponentially moved her into another realm of ministry and prophetic ministry. Um, you know, she has a, a special gift of just prophecy and wisdom. She can right. see, see things. And so I just encourage you to not feel like that your circumstances are gonna be left onto your children.
0: That's great, that's a good word. So I hope you all latched onto that. Um, Well, I just wanna say thank you today, thank you. Mandy, for sharing your heart, sharing your testimony and being the person that God's called you to be. So if the dirt road led you to where you're at today, uh, I'm excited to see the next book and you sharing about how God can take someone who is broken, move them into wholeness, and do incredible things to their life because you're able now to help so many people.
1: Well, thank you. And thank just,
0: you. just speak into so many people's lives and to help them in ways you never could before. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm expecting more above and beyond out of your life and i'm just honored to have you as a friend and uh do the journey towards heaven with you thank you for joining us today um i just pray that god would give you incredible resources to do everything he's asked you to do and so for mandy you know, her, she makes declarations over her life. Let's talk, let's end with that. Let's oh, talk about yeah. declarations. What are some things you declare over your life?
1: Well, I will, I will say a few years ago, I started writing, I didn't really understand the whole declaration piece of it. So I started writing prayers out. And um, one of the prayers, I wrote a whole like several pages that I would read daily. They're little, little one sentence prayers, mm-hmm. which same as declarations, but I just right. worded them different. But one of them was that I'd be debt free, um, that I was gonna have no debt in my life. And, that I, and there were several about my children, but I will say that within a year and a half, we were debt free. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, God just can change your circumstances. Right. Um, and one thing that that popped up and that my thought is, as some of you, as you start to write your declarations, that may be in abusive situations, um, start declaring wholeness and healness. Right. And then you go start a, a support group for other women yes. in your community. Because uh, sometimes just being able to speak and, and hear other women or other people that are in the same circumstances is going through what you're going through brings healing
0: yeah that's that's a great word and so i just declare blessing over every one of you declare peace and god's prosperity that you would walk in wholeness and that you would be filled with his hope daily so thank you for being my guest i look forward to seeing you again next week god bless have the best week ever
1: thanks for listening to hope for today with john bates let us know your thoughts by leaving a review You can subscribe
0: and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.